And we're back on the C block here, the episode 141 of the Media Virus Podcast with just the tips, number 49. Just the tips. With Stanley McFadden. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the Media Virus Podcast. It is I, the one and only Big Dick Daddy Professor, Big Dickology from the U of V, bringing at you another episode of Just the Tips. Tonight's episode, episode 49. Tonight's episode. Y'all ain't ready for it. These ladies, you know I love you to death, but y'all gotta stop with this goofy ass cap of what he won't do, the next man will. As a 38-year-old eligible bachelorette, I can tell you right now, the next man probably won't. You'll get it worse from him. But something that I really want to discuss with y'all, and this is going to catch me smoke, but you can't cancel reality. The playing field is not level. There are more good single women than there are good single men. And the reality is what you won't do, the next bitch actually will. There are good women with good pussy and good credit and good manners, thirsty as fuck to come scoop up a man who will go 50% on the bills and come home at night to play his little fucking game. You feel me? You're so worried about aesthetics and keeping up with the Joneses and what so-and-so did on fucking Instagram. You feel like your man ain't putting on for you. Let me tell you something. A good man is a man who comes home every night. It's a man who listens and communicates to you. It's a man who doesn't cheat. It's a man who pays bills and shows up for the children and fixes things where he can. That's a damn good fucking man. And the same way that you want to be loved, he wants to be loved too. Everybody is a fucking prize, not just you. Stop expecting these men to jump through fucking hoops to earn your love, but you're asking for a love that you can't even fucking reciprocate. You gotta be willing to give what you wanna fucking get in order for that shit to fucking last. So if you got a good man, start pouring into him and stop dangling greener pastures in front of his face. Cause if you had it like that, you'd have it like See, a lot of you women have a good man at the house who treats you kindly who treats you with respect who treats you how you always have told your friends and your mama that you want to be treated but yet you treat him like shit a lot of y'all women have a good man at home right now who loves you, who supports you, who is willing to give you of himself, who is willing to give you his time, his money, his support, his protection. And yet you don't recognize it. Here's a different scenario. All right. Let's say, ladies, you're walking with your man and somebody says something slick to you. You're walking with your man and someone comes up to, to, to you, says, hey, bitch, fuck you. You're going to expect your man to say something to that dude, right? If that stranger walks up, puts his hand on you, you're going to expect that man to protect you. 
right? You're going to expect that man to defend you and fight for you and potentially die for you, right? How many of you women have a man right now, right now, right now, who is willing to put his life on the line to protect you, to defend you, to defend your life and your honor at the risk of his own. You understand what that means? Some of you have men that are willing to die for you and you can't be bothered to make that motherfucker a sandwich when he's hungry. Think about that a second. Think about it another way. I've been hungry all day. I asked you since you were going in the kitchen and making sandwiches anyway, if you could make me one. You say no. Okay, so I decide, okay, well, I'm going to go out to McDonald's. You decide to come with me. We're on our way to McDonald's and someone comes up and tries to rob us. But because I didn't eat a sandwich earlier on, I'm too tired to defend you. Now we both shot. Now, little Bruce Wayne is, is, is uh, fit and become the next Batman because he just watched his parents get murdered. That's not the point. The point is, ladies, all this, all, your actions have consequences and repercussions. Some of y'all got good men that you treat like shit. For what? For why? If you have a man that is willing to give up his life to protect you and yours, the least you can do is respect that man. The least you can do is make that man a sandwich when he's hungry. This motherfucker is ready to die for you. And you can't be nice to him. You hear noise in the middle of the night and the first thing you do is go check it out. And now this motherfucker is in his robe, dick out, with one slipper on, with a baseball bat, just hunting around the house, just waiting to die. And that's the man that you can't compliment? The one that's ready to die for you. The one that brings you his paycheck and puts a roof over your fucking head so you can sit home and not work and not contribute or contribute less than he is. Not the point. The point is, if you are expecting that man to defend you and protect you and honor you, and that's the dude that you got, then you need to defend and protect and honor him. I shouldn't even have to explain that. If I'm willing to die for you, then the least you can do is make me a goddamn sandwich so that I have the strength to fight off an intruder. Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't it make sense that someone that is willing to put their life on the line, someone that is willing to sacrifice themselves for you, is someone that you should treat with dignity and respect. The reality, men, is that we as kings 
need to hold women to a higher standard than what we've been doing. We are kings. We are kings. Let's stop giving our time to bitches and let's wait for queens. And all of you women that have men at home right now, respect that man for the things that he does for you, for the things that he is willing to do for you, for the things that you expect him to do at a moment's fucking notice. Do you know the burden that it is being a man, the burden that it is protecting, defending a house, knowing that at any time an intruder decides to walk into our house, our life is forfeit because we have, we are going to defend that house. And that's a decision that we all make. Our life is forfeit and we know it. The least you can do is respect and honor that man, make that man a goddamn sandwich, suck that man's dick. He can give his life for you the least you can do, garble his nuts. You know what I'm saying? Two-handed pepper grinders. The least you can do. Media Virus Podcast. <sighs> Big Daddy. Happy fucking. All right, there's three points I'd like to make here. All right, go ahead. One. I'd, I'd like to talk about, in, in the first two points, I'd like to talk about uh, Big Daddy's examples. In his exemplary story, did, did anybody notice that he ended up with a sandwich? <laughs> a sandwich is very important to him. Or not. <laughs> Sandwiches matter. Point so number all two. All sandwiches matter. All sandwiches matter. I, I also I also noticed in his exemplary discussion, he also very craftily slipped in the fact that he is Bruce Wayne's or Batman's wealthy father. <laughs> that was point number two. Okay. That that was crafty. That uh, was crafty. Thomas Thomas Wayne in the house. And, and the third point is that. I really identify with this you need to be ready to defend your woman while you're out thing because there was a time when I was hauled away from a urinal with someone jamming my my balled up fist back into my jacket pocket and hustling me out the door of the men's room because I was going to clock a third string Eagles defensive lineman because he wouldn't fuck off of my wife. And yes, he had his dick in his hand, and I knew that was my only shot. <laughs> well, so why was your wife in the bathroom? She the she was not. He had. Oh. We were sitting out at the bar, and he came over and was making an advance to my wife. My wife was standing behind me. I was sitting on the stool, and I turned around and introduced myself and gave him a clear note that this is not cool. Without saying it out loud. And that was good enough for a minute. And then he came back. And my wife, before I opened my mouth, turned around and told him to fuck off. And when he started to retort to that, I said, ah, and he left. 
But then he ended up next to me at a urinal. <laughs> I was like, and my wife's boss, who was with us, had just stood up from washing his hands at the sink, and he kind of bear hugged me, and he shrugged, he shrugged the one arm down. And he said, "Put that in your pocket. Now come with me. I, there's something I want to show you out here." <laughs> <laughs> and he got me out of the hall. He said, "Do you, how drunk are you?" I said, "I'm not that drunk." He said, are you sure? Because that was a third-string defensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles, and you were about to clock him when he had his dick in his hand at a urinal. Don't mean that's a time punch. I said, well, you know, I figured that was my only shot. He wouldn't leave my old lady alone. He said, okay, cool. We're getting out of here. The bus is, <laughs> I'm calling the bus and having him pull around. <laughs> and we went to the next That park. is my exact point. That's my exact point. Like, we're, we're you know what I'm saying? Like, we're fucking warriors we're willing to go willing to die for on your shield win lose a draw you were ready to throw that punch to defend that woman mm-hmm. damn good man make him stand much suck his dick <laughs> that's what me and matt used to say to each other as we were leaving the house in the morning <laughs> come back with your shield or on it <laughs> he was going but to Kensington is- high school and i was going to work at a waterproofing company in Kensington. <laughs> I used to get good weed in Kensington. You can buy some shit weed in Kensington too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh. I used to, dude, this dude used to sell it to me 10 bucks for a handful. <laughs> Sounds like Kensington. Yeah. I worked with him. And he would, I would do tested, it, tried and true method hand, of yeah. measurement. He would, get a big, he would get a big bag on, on Fridays and I'd go buy $10 worth. And I knew I had to bring my own bag. Could, could, could you give me a dime bag? He's like, and he would just, re- he'd just reach in, grab a heaping handful, and just dump it in a bag for him. Ten bucks. I mean, it was a lot of seed, seeds and stems, but it was still ten bucks. Hey, man. It, it was still a good deal. Handful dime bags. I mean, that wasn't even a thing in the 90s. Come on. Mm. Nah, my shit was always carefully measured out. I would have loved that. Oh, no, I'll, this, I'll guy, through it. this bag was I'll huge. He did not Dang. care. I get ill when I hear people talk about $10 quarters in the 70s and 80s. I know, of course. Oh. All right. So, and you see, this is the thing. And just to get back to it, and back to that video that you used as, a, as an intro, huh. you know, she said there are, there are more good women than good men. And I think that's wrong. <laughs> I think that's really wrong. Okay. Um, because I think most men start out good. You know what I mean? I will agree to that. It's most, most, yeah. most, most men, yeah. if, if raised right, even by a single mom or, you know, whatever, whatever, it's raised with some kind of moral compass starts out good. It is the way that he is subsequently treated by women mm-hmm. that creates his toxic mindset. It's you only get that mindset from experience. You understand what I, you get what I'm saying. Now, if you watched your mom go through dude after dude after dude, and you're like, you know, these hoes ain't shit, and that's, you know, that's how you're gonna come come come. You know, that's how you're gonna start out. But, you know, if you have if if if, if you know, you see my point, I guess, right? If you have a solid yeah. foundation, the, the, you know, yeah. it's the first couple of it's the first couple of girlfriends that that cheat on you and leave you, uh, that, you know. 
That's that what you, makes us cynical. And, and right. that's what, that's what, you know, this next one, you know, or you, and then like when you're, when you with a girl and you hear, you know, you start hearing the stories, yeah. you know, or you see that she's got a whole bunch of exes. Like this ain't shit. I, I just had this conversation. Like, so she said, well, you know, I love you, right? I said, I don't, I don't use, I, I, I don't use that word. Because I was married to someone that said that and didn't show it. And that's the difference. So whether or not you use those words, I'm not going to believe what you say. I'll believe what you do. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to say it. I want you to show it. And don't expect me to say it. No, but I'll show it every every minute. Exactly. I will show you what I – how – I feel about you, but don't, don't even bother with the words. Right. Like when, because I've been, right. Like when you're nagging me and I don't hit you, I'm showing you. I am showing you that I fucking love you. Yeah. I'm showing you. I love you. The self-control conscious right now. That means right. I love you so much that I was able to stop myself from choking you out. Right. Hey, I put my hand in my pocket and I walked away. Not only was not only did I not only did I not choke you out, I didn't even start. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even start choking you. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might think it's harder to stop stop midstream, but to completely stave it off is a bitch too. <laughs> Wait, didn't we have something about that in the? There was. We didn't have anything in the news article about. There was a study. Oh, there was a study on aggression. There was a study on aggression. Yeah, and the, uh, and the study like, there it takes more control to beat the shit out of somebody than to not. Yeah, here I've I've got the story here. Uh, it's got a it's got a brief summary. New study contests the belief that aggression stems from poor self-control. Instead, it suggests that aggression is often a deliberate controlled act inflicted to maximize retribution. This finding, based on meta... I would say we don't have to use... Now, see, violence can be a deliberate calculated act Mm -hmm. maximize your desired outcome. It doesn't have to be retribution. Right. Oh, I like that. Okay. Maximize my desired outcome. Maximized. Let me, let me explain something to you. Cause I was, I had this, this is not, this, I'm not a proud moment in my life. Okay. But Ryan was somewhere around five and he was violent through shit, hit people, all kinds of shit. And I started to get progressively more aggressive towards him and violent in a controlled way. You understand what I'm saying? Not hurting, but trying to maximize his fear of me. Because if I, I needed to break him now, because I'm not going to be able to handle him when he's my size. Right. You understand? Because this is my kid. Yeah. yeah. He, he, needs to, he needs to understand that there's a line and which side is his to be right. on. There's, there's a line. This is the side you're on. My dad used to say, this is what my dad used to say to me. He's like, the minute you think you can kick my ass is the minute you think you can take care of yourself. All right. That's a good fucking point. And I haven't kicked his ass yet. Although yesterday, last weekend, I did go up to him. Pop, I think I can whoop you now. (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, he said, you're probably right. I was like, all right, good. We agree. <laughs> We've come to an accord. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that's, and I, I quickly, I quickly started to understand that no matter what, he was going to escalate. No matter what. Yeah. If I got more violent, he was going to get more violent. He, he was not backing down from me. So then I, I, I had to find another tag. <laughs> you know. Oh, shit. He's not scared of me. <laughs> he's not scared of anybody. He wasn't scared of anybody. And, you know, he just that, wasn't, he was autistic. He wasn't yeah, I mean, scared. That's, that's where the break is. You know, it, there's, yeah. there's some things that are just not well understood and right. fear response. Right. It was like he and, was going into school and I'm like, I, I was trying to control, I was trying to control him. Yeah. Instead of, you know, parenting him. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the, the best of it comes down to redirection at some point. Right. And that's the, you know, but it was, you know, with, yeah. This is why I think this is why I think a lot of women are artistic. See, a lot of women don't have that line. Like they just it doesn't no, women. Exist. See, here's the thing: women know there's a law against hitting them. Mm. They know it's against the law, and they know that you're not supposed to, and they know that you can't. So they don't care, and they know that if they hit you first, and then you hit them back, you're still going to jail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. That's that's the thing is it we and honestly at this point that's a sexist law. I mean that sets that, women, that really does set double yeah. standard law right. that has that is is stunting the progression of women. It is. It absolutely is. Ladies, you need women. to let us beat the shit out of you. No, but we need to we need to drop we need to drop all these fucking all, all these laws against hitting them because this is I going feel like this is I feel like this is. This is the generation that's doing it. Right, because everyone's everyone's the same, everyone's equal. If every listen, if you're everyone's the same, everyone why 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 is the why is the male held to a higher standard? Yeah. There is a lot more uh equal rights, equal equal rights, equal lefts. Like there, there's a lot I'd more give, I'd shit give equal right and equal. Now. Yeah. But that's the, you know, and that's where we are. And I I think this is the time we could we could probably pull it off, you know. Because, you know, but I was, uh, I was thinking about running, running for office. Were you? Yeah. And my, one of my platforms was going to be domestic violence permits. You should probably <laughs> not run for office with this current line. <laughs> uh, a permit, right? So you go down to the courthouse, you fill out paperwork, right? Yes, Your Honor. Takes, that's right. She, she's my little white chick about this high. She takes three days. <laughs> takes three days to process. You're still mad at that bitch after three days. You get she to did something, yeah. right? Okay, now, now, the, the, now she she gets informed that you filled out this. <laughs> this form, <laughs> and then right? there's going to be a window. <laughs> so does she get informed on day one of the processing because it takes three days? Or no, she's she, she's informed in the morning of day three. <laughs> <laughs> at 3 p.m. <laughs> Fun, you want to have a little element of surprise, you know? <laughs> but then you, but then now, if if, if, if there's there, there's going to be a clause where if the woman attacks within the window, she's immediately executed. That's just now. Is there a way to expedite this process? If say you are in a relationship with uh, I don't know a Latina Same. woman. 
<laughs> Your Honor, I have extenuating circumstances. She's Puerto Rican. <laughs> if, if she say, you know, Puerto Rican or something, can we? Well, that, no, I think at that point the judge would just say, "You should have known better." Than, you know, uh, all right. And to piss her off, or you know. Yeah. But right. So the third day, you come home, you nail the, you know, you nail the permit to the door. <laughs> <laughs> You lock it. <laughs> you nail it with your fist. That's that's the rule. You can't use a hammer. You just gotta. All right. Okay. Now hold on. Does this permit? Does it uh, allow you a certain number of punches, a certain percentage of your strength, or like a time? Like you got one hour to whoop this bitch's ass, or is it like twelve hits, or is it like? <laughs> 40% strength. He doesn't want to say, operate I say it's a 30 day law. permit. It's a 30 day permit. 30 day permit for it's a 30 day for, permit. For a number of punches? O- open whites. For, <laughs> open season on white girls. Because <laughs> I feel like there's a difference between, like, if I get two hits at 20% power or, like, one hit and it's all my strength. Oh, it's equal, equal rights, bro. Okay. Now, she can fight you back. And she can apply for the permit, too. Oh. And so, if, if the timing lines up, it's just a cage match. <laughs> I want to see, see the couple that go down to the courthouse hand in hand. Together. To fill out his and hers. <laughs> oh, are, are, are you two here be, for the marriage listen, license? No. <laughs> see, that, that's, actually part, that's actually part of the program. If that were to happen... And they would be offered rights for pay-per-view. Where within the three days, people would come out and rig the house with cameras. <laughs> right? They'd set up a ring in and the backyard. Right. No, 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 no. In the house, outside the house, everything's fair game. All right? Which means she has access to the knives. You know, you have access to, to whatever's in your house. Okay? But, you know, it's, it's, it's an open season. Okay? But... It's thirty nine ninety nine, right? And I, and and you get half the profits, and the state takes half the profits, or the you know, oh, because oh, it's the state, yeah, right? Because you you know it's you're going down to the courthouse, whatever state, you know, whatever county, however you want to work it, and then that's how you, you know, that's how you fund the police department. <laughs> equal rights, equal fights. I like this. It is. It's it's one hundred. I am a I'm a feminist. <laughs> he is. He'll tell you. By definition, by definition, he's not wrong. Ask him. He'll tell you. <laughs> I, I am. I I believe. Listen, women are just as good as men at anything, absolutely anything. And there's no reason that we should be differentiating. You know, tasks, workload, whatever. It's, you know, if 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 it's good, whatever's good for the goose is. Good for the gander, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, you know. You may now kick the bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, where are we going now? It's. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll crack open the, the TikTok corner. I think we're going to the courthouse. <laughs> jail. We're getting brought up before the FCC. Probably jail. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> we gotta. Uh, we're gonna go around the corner. I think we are. Look at some 
TikToks. Laugh at some white people. Yes. Yes, we are. Come on, dude. A little slow loading tonight, sorry. Block a bill in California that would make child sex trafficking a serious felony. Why? That is the only question we should be asking. Like, this was a single-issue bill. This bill did nothing else but make child sex trafficking a serious felony. So why would anyone vote against that? Or more specifically, why would anyone who's not involved in child sex trafficking vote against that? And I actually want to propose that question to every fucking liberal here on TikTok. Every Democrat. Everybody who supports the Democratic Party. Why would anyone vote against this? And now you even have Democrats apologizing for voting against it. People are saying, oh, it's good that you admitted your mistake. Absolutely fucking not. I want to know why. Did you not read the fucking bill? Or did somebody in the Democratic leadership tell you to vote against it? We need to know why. Every single American deserves to have the answer to that question. That's a perfectly legitimate question. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 this world blows my mind. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't belong here. I figured that out. I really don't. I, I, I was born for a different way. This isn't it. Uh, but what's next? <laughs> unless, anybody, unless anybody else has something to say about anybody got any, uh, any, anybody come up with a good reason why anybody would vote against that bill? I, than, I, I don't have one. No, none of us. Think. Not a good one. Not a, nothing. All right. Well, let's maybe, maybe the next one will be. It's mid, it's mid July, which means it's almost Halloween. Now I know a lot of people would say you shouldn't be thinking about getting scary and spooky while it's still sunny and alarmingly hot outside, but we have something that they don't, a boundless, inescapable void where our soul should be. So don't let anyone tell you that the time of year should keep the skeleton within you from being its true self. After all, it's always spooky season when you're dead inside. That's true, but hey man, this is the perfect time. This is the perfect time to start thinking about Halloween. It really is. Because if you want to come up with something cool, you got time to do it. Yep. All right. So I just wanted to put that out there for everybody. What are you going to be Thank this year for Halloween? Ladies, if you want to be that sexy nun, now's the time to uh, get in shape and uh, start that diet so that you look right. Hmm. Well, I, I may be the, the same thing I've been the past few years as an uh, Uber driver. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm some retreating is that I'm some no, no I, I drive <laughs> I go places. every year as a serial killer do they look like everybody else that's it <sighs> what's next here Omar? all right be the right panel <laughs> the dog walks in with the hose and starts spraying the place the down. The dog brought the, brought the hose through the doggy door. Oh, what a fucking asshole. But then he leaves with it. So you, you all right. Uh, nope. Brings it back. Oh, that dog. 
or nothing. And it's a Frenchie. Alright. There's an easy music. Yeah. There's at least three quarters of an inch of water on the floor in this house when they find it. So the, the dog brings a fucking hose into now nothing not for nothing. What asshole left the hose on? Right. That's my exact question. Well, what you, asshole you, left you, the fucking hose on? You also on? couldn't see the other end of it. So if there was a sprinkler there and the dog chewed the sprinkler off and now just had the hose and is walking around with the hose, that's I wanna know I wanna know what preceded this this video. Like what what did you do the dog? Like, did, you not, did you did did the dog want to go for a walk and you were like, no, nah, I'm too tired. Dog was like, oh, fuck you. I got you. It, it was Dog's fifteen like, nah, minutes. Nah. It was fifteen minutes Dog after they like, took that nah. cone off his head after his after he had his balls cut off. There you go. Yeah, something like that. What you get for cutting my dick off, bitch. <laughs> I used to have balls. That floor seemed to handle it pretty well, though. Oh yeah, it, it, it seemed to hold water. <laughs> it really did. Like I don't, you don't see any swelling or anything, dude. That, yeah, that, come, that, could, that comes that, later, man. No, but some of that flooring yeah, just stops. Yeah, I'm all for clean energy. All for electric cars. Knock yourselves out. It's that part where she talks about depopulating the planet that bothers me. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population. What was that? And reduce population. Yeah, that's what I thought she said. Uh, now, here's the thing. is She meant to say pollution, but she wound up saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Yeah, she she you know, she knew it was to be one thing and, and said the thing that's really going to happen. Right, but knew the truth. Yes. The truth yeah, always finds it its way out. It always does. It's true. So, just so we all understand it. And that's that's why there's such a big push. Like, that's why they want abortion so bad. That's why they want children mutilating themselves and becoming transgender, because they don't want all the children being born. Because they want a smaller, they want a smaller left population, a, a native I know we're not native, but a smaller native population so that the new, you know, we can get immigrants in and they can vote Democrat. That's what it's for. So what's, uh, what's next? We're going three deep again. I saw this right after we did that list. At going to the dentist. I just wanted to use this video to highlight how statistics can be manipulated very easily to make you think otherwise. When you read that Arizonans don't go to the dentist as much as other states, what's the first thought that pops in your head? You're like, hmm, they probably got poor dental hygiene. But the reality is we go just as much as any other state. We just go to Mexico instead and skip the insurance so the dental visit doesn't get recorded and reported. But outside of that, even if it were true that we had less dental visits than other states, that would actually imply good dental health for the public. When you have more visits... That means more people are having issues. That's a, that's a bad thing if your population is visiting the doctor's offices all the time. So just make sure when you're reading headlines and statistics, you actually sit and think about it for a little bit. Because the way things are worded heavily affect how you think. Yeah. Yeah, because we just, uh, we did this list, what, last week? Uh, it was either last week or the week before, but yeah. We went through like these, the worst uh, the biggest <laughs> secrets or the worst yep. secrets of, of each state. Dirty little secrets. Arizona, yeah, and Arizona was worse at going to the dentist, and we all kind of made a joke about it, whatever, moved on. But it never even occurred to me that, you you know, people in Arizona are able to go to a different country where yeah. you know, services are much much less expensive 
And, uh, but uh, they're, they're much less expensive because mal, the malpractice insurance isn't a thing. Right. And, you know, but malpractice still is. is. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is true. You know, one thing to take into consideration. I even started you before we stopped talking. Come on. The, Ru- the Rubik's Cube has been solved faster and faster every year since it came out. And it won't be long before they can solve it in negative time, enabling people to travel backwards in time using a Rubik's Cube. The maker of the Rubik's Cube, Mattel, intends to use that to travel back in time to when they manufactured them. And the ones that they've already sold, they'll take those from the past to bring them into the present so they can sell them at 100% profit. The problem with this is it's great for capitalism, but that additional weight of all those Rubik's Cubes will shatter the Earth's mantle, causing the Yellowstone volcano to, super volcano to erupt, which is going to send the entire world into an, a volcanic winter that could last a century or more. So our solution is we're going to create the Robux Cube, which is a lightweight alternative to the Rubik's Cube that at lighter weight might not shatter the Earth's mantle, and we can solve it faster. We can travel back in time before Mattel, get the Rubik's Cubes, go back to the Jurassic era, put them in space, and they'll replace the meteor. <laughs> I was now, with I, until it really started to go off the rails at the end. Yeah, that escalated quickly. <laughs> that that dude, that dude's tinfoil hat is way too tight. Now, see, here's the flaw in in his thinking, right? Just one. It's the only flaw. Just, just the one. Here's one. Just the it's the only one. If if Mattel once Mattel is able to go back in time uh-huh. and collect all the Rubik's cubes, right? That were sold and bring them to today and resell them and resell them. There is no extra weight. <laughs> That's true. You understand what I'm saying? There uh, is no extra weight. That weight is here. Yes. Weight will be brought here. Yes. Oh, wait. No, there is extra weight. No. no. Okay, okay Maddie. Hey, no, hey, because they don't, hey. they wouldn't be sitting there. Right. There's no extra weight. So we don't need to, we don't need to build a lighter version. Right. Right. Because, those Rubik's cubes exist either way. So, you know, then we can just go back in time and kill baby Hitler. That's right. Have I ever told you guys about my movie idea? <laughs> Does it involve going back in time and killing baby Hitler? Kinda. So, <clears throat> so basically it's set present day, right? Okay. And, and it starts out and there's just a whole bunch of running and police sirens and shit. Like I see this all in my head. They're, they're hawking. And like the detective like corners the guy and like, you start to see flashes of like a bloody crib. Like it's terrible. Like, like you know, heart mother screaming and all this shit. Right. And you know, the, 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 this cop gets the guy cornered and the guy explains, right. That he has come from the future and that the baby that he just killed, was a horrible dictator that he was that that he was going to destroy the future. I know it's kind of like Terminator, okay, or whatever. But he was this guy was going to destroy the future, so they they sent him this guy back in time, right? Yeah. To 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 kill the and he they can he convinces the detective. So the detective helps. He's this guy's got to get to a specific spot. Okay. Right to to get flashed back. To his time. Okay. And the detective helps him. And at the end, it's like this big scene, right? Where, you know, he, they, they sh- you know, he, he gets to the place and he shows the detective all these news articles, you know, and he, and how they, you know, 
And then it goes back in time, right? And right before the movie ends, the guy comes back, cocks his shotgun and goes, wrong baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Oh. So every sequel is this guy coming back. Wrong baby. <laughs> coming this fall to theaters near you. It's we were wrong coming, baby. I think we were talking. I think we were talking to somebody from <laughs> was when we were doing box and right. And I was going to bring that up. I was going to tell that, tell that, because I had legitimately come up with that idea. Uh huh. Because I thought it was funny. Like, if you went back and, like, it took a spin on, it was like if you went back and killed, you know, baby Hitler. Sure. Right? Well, and, like, what if the guy came back and killed the wrong baby? <laughs> you know? It's kind of funny. Oh, but that was part have, of it. Have like, you that ever was part seen of the it butterfly too. effect? <laughs> that was part of it, too, is he convinced the dude. He convinced the detective that if this mission is successful, he was going to go back and kill baby Hitler. He was going to kill, uh, you know, baby Stalin. It right. was just going to, you know, he was going to go fix all the world's ills. But He's a baby serial killer? <laughs> yeah. That time travels. He's a time-traveling baby serial killer that's, that's really bad at his job. He believes throughout history... All throughout history, there, there are like most wanted posters of this dude. Of this guy for killing wrong babies. <laughs> like, dude, every every 75 years, this guy comes in, kills a baby. He looks the exact same. Uh, wrong baby. i do it as he cocks his shotgun. Uh, All right. Um, what's the next TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> What's, what's the best example of, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it, that you know of? There's a professor of chemical engineering at my uni. He's internationally acclaimed, has a very successful lab, has earned countless awards in his field and as a professor, and he wrote a textbook used by many different universities for their cheming programs. A few weeks ago he was caught fucking his dog outside the restroom of a state park near the university. I have no fucking idea why. He told police he just does it to let off steam. He's been fired from the uni, his lab disbanded, and basically his whole career thrown away. All to fuck his dog. I don't get it. And that was a throwback to... That brilliant story. We covered that story two weeks in a row. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. And second. Not for nothing, but uh, there's stories about bestiality. We're gonna we're gonna report on. We are your news source, yeah. We are your leading authority on bestiality stories. I mean, that must be some good, good dog pussy. I, I don't even know. <laughs> that suggests that there's bad dog pussy. It does, yeah. Um. So, so, how much do you drink? Let's see. I'm good for about ten or twelve. <laughs> okay, ten or twelve a week. That's not bad. But week. Well, you drink 10 or 12 beers a day. You count beers, too? <laughs> you count beers, too? Beer was just recently considered an uh, alcoholic beverage in Russia. Yeah, 
Um, Up until like in 2012. Yep. Yeah, he didn't think that. That's not surprising. Oh. I don't know. I, if mean, it's Russia. A, I wonder if there's an age limit on drinking in Russia. I mean, there might be now. Depends mm-hmm. on what it is. A lot, a lot of the, a lot of the countries in Europe, it's graduated in some way. Whether like, it would, it's no big deal to take your kids out and you get a bottle of wine for the table and the kids have a glass of wine at dinner. Um, mm-hmm. I think at six, twelve-year-old can't order a Manhattan. I thought this was America. Oh, no, and that and that's actually where those lines fall in. Like, kids can. Like from sixteen, they can have beer and wine, but they can't order spirits until they're like eighteen or or twenty. Depend. I, it 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 changes everywhere you are, but there's some uh, some oddities. Counting beers too. <laughs> what is this? Shaving guy's arm. What the fuck? <laughs> that escalated. Uh, okay. So I let's la- just. I laughed so hard when I found that. Let's just go is, over. Is, that, is that a tribal tattoo? <laughs> he was just putting this a is- tattoo on, and the, and the tattoo artist went and bent over, and then I think they cut to. They, they cut another piece of video um, in there. A, a guy <laughs> deep throating deep a that, piece of clay. Barbed, is that a barbed wire tattoo he's doing? No. I don't think so. Yeah, it looks like a, a map of some sort. I don't know. Let's play it again. I'm gonna slap the stencil on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, look uh, what it looked like was two two things. It looked like ET, like an, an ET hand and a human hand touching. <laughs> it was two skeletal hands. It looked like to me. This is what it looked like to me. Two skeletal hands touching like the ceiling. Of the 16th chapel, like God and man touching. 16. 16th chapel. 16th. 16. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you, did you know that that was actually the 16th chapel ever built, too? That's, so it is. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Bullshit. All right. Anyway. But that's what it looked like to me. And then there was a guy deep-throating clay on a clay wheel. Yes. While so it's that was, Yeah. It's like the Walmart version of uh, Ghost or whatever in that movie. <laughs> the Walmart version of Ghost. Speaking of Walmart and Ghost, Carter, I've I've recently Carter. found Ghost. Yeah, uh, yeah, we were uh, the writers writers meeting. You were uh, having a conversation about Ghost. So I, I I think I'll try to get her primed and and ready to do the show. Oh fuck! All right. <laughs> oh, Ghost. Yes. Ghost. ghost popped up again. Yes. Huh. Were you on that? Were you on that trip to her house? Family? I was. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I, I was not. I missed out. We should have live streamed that whole fucking thing. We should have because we were outside and I used mics and I didn't get shot by the police. Right. And then okay. they came to the door. I think it was. And yeah, the cops came. To the, so, somebody called. We called the cops. Yes, we did. To do yeah, a welfare we, check yeah. on her. Yeah, yeah. To do a wellness check. And then we and finally then, got her attention. Yeah. Before the cop showed up, and then she gave us a tour of her of her home and her painting of. I was impressed by her painting of Twiggy Ramirez, the bass player from uh-huh. Marilyn Manson. I was very impressed by that because it was a damn good painting, and I'm a huge fan of Twiggy Ramirez from Marilyn Manson. 
my wife just recently posted about. I saw that. That was. <laughs> she even put the song, and then some lady Googled the song and was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do you like that? Because if you do, I'm afraid of you. You <laughs> should. That's one of them. It's a great song. Well, first of all, that song is on an album entitled Portrait of an American Family. And Portrait of an American Family was a scathing indictment of Anglo-American normative behavior. Okay? Yeah. Which was Bible thump and then molest your kids. Right? Mm -hmm. Which was, that's, there's just something about that that Southern, because he is, you know, from Florida. That Southern mentality where, you know, there's other songs. Like, the breakthrough song on that album was Get Your Gun. And my favorite was Lunchbox. But the underground classic was Cake and Sodomy. It's a great song. Um, but the whole album is, you know, just kind of holding a mirror up to what was, you know, now we all know what the fuck was going. Sure. Back then, you know, this was very risque topic. Yep. yep. So <laughs> two things that you wish for on your birthday. Cake and sodomy. That's right. About the impact on something like public health. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Everybody clapped. Yeah. That's how they that do was, it. I sent that one before the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I figured. This one, I watched this 85 times. This one? So, he's playing the... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. appears to be on the edge of the oh, He just beats no. this fucking kid. <laughs> I'm gonna... He just yeets this fucking kid. So, it's, a, it's one of those infinity pools. And it looks like it's like a rooftop infinity pool. On top now that I'm now that I can see it on a bigger screen because uh-huh. I'm on that that city looks fake. Yeah, yeah. That's this, a that's a that's a fake backdrop, and that's is, what I was. Yeah, that's what the sound effects were for. If, yeah. if you watch the edges of the infinity pool, something moves. You can see a green screen gets bumped somewhere. You can see it move. But okay. but, but at first glance, it's 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 tight. It it's well yeah, produced. Yeah, I, I, I at yeah. least yeah. eight tones. Because he just beats the kid. There it is. It's either the cat. Looks like it might be the camera moving. Yeah, something waved or something. There's just something that breaks it. (laughs) The car alarm going off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's New York City. It's a new extent. If you eat a baby off a building, you're bound Con- to hit a car. Controversial bound opinion, to hit a car. but if you have a token white and you're hanging out with your friend group of color, you need to ask permission from everybody in the group to bring your white friend. Like, don't just bring them. Ask for explicit permission from everyone. Because just because you're comfortable with them doesn't mean that everybody's comfortable with them. I might not be in the mood to deal with white shenanigans that day. That's, that's all I'm saying. And another thing, it feeds into their ego. Like, don't, don't let them think they're a good white person. Don't, don't give them that card to use against other people. Please don't do that. I do appreciate at least the phrase white shenanigans. Maybe that'll be my... One day that'll be the, the title of my memoir, White Shenanigans. <laughs> I, not so, for nothing, but I agree with this in all levels. 
you know, and, and I think that I, if, if, if I ever get like a real like black friend, I'm going to ask people like, if I can bring him around, like all my wife's like, hey, can I bring a black guy? Okay. <laughs> or if, or if I get a Korean friend, I'm like, I, I wait, you know, Hey, like, is it okay? I, and if they say no, then I got to tell my friend. My yeah. white friends don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> you, you sound know? you sound like you might enjoy the whole scenario. I really do. <laughs> my 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 white friends don't want to hang out with you or your black shenanigans. You're right. <laughs> I mean, or whatever, Korean, you know, Korean. Brazilian. Wait, hold on. So, if it's white shenanigans, would it be black? If white shenanigans, black bullshit. Tom Foolery. <laughs> Uncle Tom Foolery. Uh, yeah, yeah, there like you go. White. Uncle Tom oh, Foolery. that's the guess. <laughs> Uncle Tom Foolery. White shenanigans, black Uncle Tom Foolery, Korean. Dog shelter? Everybody Wang Chung tonight. All right, well, let's. Zipper, uh, zipper shit? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 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 and there's the line. <laughs> wow. That was fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's becoming a TikTok. <laughs> Zipper shit? <laughs> White Vaginagans, Black Uncle Tom Foolery, and Zipper shit? <laughs> I might stitch it with that video. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to hell. I'm just jockeying for office. Yeah, <laughs> I've got I've got seats picked out. So, oh shit! Got Let's Lake see. of Fire front front property. Oh, <laughs> another another fifty five minutes or so. And find out whether I I have to go to work in the morning. Well, yeah. Why? Bought a billion dollar lottery ticket. Uh, Actually, wait a minute, what time is it? It's eleven oh five. Eleven oh three. I think they just did the drawing. I thought it was eleven fifty is it ten fifty nine? Yeah, I believe it's ten fifty nine they draw it. Okay. So you should be you should be able to find that shit out soon. I'm gonna I'm gonna get through I wanna sleep through the night. I I I need a good night's sleep. Right. Right. You won't need a good night's sleep if you want a billion. I won. Dollars. I won. I won four bucks on uh, the Mega Millions. I got news for four you. Four bucks. I need four a good bucks. night's I get, sleep. I got the Mega Ball. Celebrating. And What's the that? Four, and the, and the four without time multiplier. Whoa. So that's it for the nonsense. That's it for the nonsense. That's it for the nonsense. I was looking for more. You wanted. You were. You were aching for more. I'm always. I'm always in the mood for nonsense. It's true true but we've rounded the corner we yeah. have how was your week there big daddy what's going on with forget for squirrels uh the next show is gonna be the first weekend in august i think i don't know if it's the third or fourth whatever that friday is at the newark arts alliance at 7 30 <laughs> and the Fearless Improv Group. I believe that next show is in September. So I will keep you guys posted on that. 
All right. So, uh, anything else? We got any? Uh, we got a story or anything? Fun? I, I don't have anything of great import. No. All right. Well, that's just a reminder to go it. and go and watch us, call us, listen to us when we're on. Give us a call at six four six virus zero one. Like, subscribe, follow, share. We really do appreciate it. We do. We do. Quite, and we quite, say quite thank you every week. And now that I don't have a a a, uh, a regular job be, to be holding to at the moment, I've been uh, pushing the show with anybody that I talk to. And you talk to a lot of people. I do. Because you're an Uber driver. That's true. Mm. So I'm push out there. I, I push the show. I've, I've recently put a themediavirus.com sticker on the back of my car so everybody can see it while I'm driving around now. I wish we could sell those. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have the ability to produce a whole bunch more of them right now, so yeah, that I would be the, the downside. Otherwise, that could be good. Maybe we can, I got, you gave me three of them. Maybe I could raffle, raffle one off. We could do that, yeah. There you go. I only have really one car. So. See what happens. All right. All right. Well, I think that's it for the C-Block. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, go ahead, Pete. Did you make a noise? No, I wasn't going to say nothing. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that is the C Block, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Media Virus Podcast, episode 141. Again, you can reach us 1646virus01. That's 1646virus01, themediavirus.com. On big half of Big Daddy, Grease Monkey Pete, and our fearless leader, Maddie Rockdeff. I'm Professor Mike Latouris coming from to you live high atop Uncle Butch Studios. We will be back next week with episode 142 of the Media Virus Podcast. Because that's just what we do. Mm. I forgot to put new, I pulled new ones and I forgot to put them in.